Hello and welcome to Cove Ed, a podcast series of interviews speaking with individuals about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected them personally and professionally in the context of education. My name is Colin Holving and I'm currently working on my final project for my master's in educational leadership at the Institute of Christian Studies. For this episode, I spoke with my colleague at Toronto District Christian High School, Richard Peters, who also happens to be in the master's program at ICS. He currently teaches and oversees our drama and improv programs and I also had the opportunity to teach alongside him this past semester in grade nine for Zed. We talk about the challenges of doing improv online, what it meant for his drama productions, how it affected him personally, and what he's taking moving forward. I hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, Richard. So take me back to March 2020. I actually wasn't at school that day. I was home with uh, baby number two. Mm. And just your initial reactions to kind of understanding that we're going to spend the first two weeks online after march break and uh that's going to look like for you uh teaching improv and uh, the different pieces that you have yeah so i guess the the trouble is it's been such a moving target all along right so it's remembering uh how did i feel in that first moment so i remember our principal announcing that we're gonna have to take some space because we've we've got this uh we've got this flu and everyone should have space and he's announcing it in an auditorium where everyone is literally packed shoulder to shoulder. Uh, so that played really well in that assembly. And then it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, we'll have a couple of weeks. And there was a there was a bit of, yay, great. We'll have a little extra space, uh, a slightly longer March break. And I think the first the first few moments it was like, well, there's there's stuff we can read. There's uh, video material we can do. Um, there's little quizzes and that sort of thing. So it was like, oh yeah, this is easy. And then as the kind of the days progressed and you realize yeah. it's going to be a, a little longer than you were first anticipating, where do you take improv from there and, and where do you go from there? Yeah. So for improv, the, uh, <laughs> the, the tricky part is you're, you're just being stupid. You're, you're making up stupid characters uh, on stage and making people laugh. And so we, we start using Zoom and like instantly the kids are not engaged uh, especially with my grade nines so the grade nines we'd had a bit of time uh in in class we'd gotten to know each other i had a sense of, of most of their vibes and what they were capable of and i realized oh if you're doing improv in person on stage the only feedback you get is generally positive from the audience and you don't have to see yourself. And, but then online, you're looking at yourself. And I found myself, I don't know about you, but like getting on Zoom, I would spend 50, I still now, like I, I'm looking at myself, maybe it's just because I'm a narcissist. I'm looking at myself more than I'm looking at you because I want to make sure that I appear good. Uh, and, and so like all the kids were doing that. And now you're asking them to improvise which they're not experienced at whatsoever. So they're so in their heads, like literally looking at themselves and, and they're scared and because they're judging themselves. They're looking at themselves and be like, that character is, is stupid looking. And so they would like instantly uh, recoil and, and kind of draw back and make tame, boring choices. So, you know, I kept on kicking myself. I put, I put a real burden on myself because I was like, well, improv teaches adaptation like that is that is core to what improv teaches so okay peters practice what you preach you better adapt now and 
So the, the adaptation that, that I did come up with was uh, sock puppets. So uh, made, made a sock puppet with my wife, bless her, as, a, as an exemplar for the kids. And then, then at least it was removed from having to see yourself. Now you didn't have to see yourself at all. You just had to see the sock puppets. And, and so that helped a little, especially with the grade nines. I had my improv team do it first as well. Um, so even before I introduced it to the to the um, the grade nines and uh, knowing that if anybody's going to be able to pull it off and if it is going to work, then the, the improv team should be able to do that. And yeah, so it, it kind of worked, but, you know, it was a hot mess. Uh, March, April, May, June 2020 was just, it was a hot mess. The um, And then the improv team, within a month, so in their favor, because they're used to doing it and they wanted to be able to see each other and they wanted to be able to play within a month. They're just like, Peter's, can we ditch the sock puppets? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we, we get through the school year and uh, we, we head into September, 2020. And obviously with optimism that we're able to return into person, but we know that there is a lot of barriers that are going to be in play. Um, obviously yeah. we're excited to see each other, uh, but we're all going to be, wearing masks so then how does that you know you're adapting again what does improv look for you look like for you as you're now engaged being able to see each other in a physical space in the same space but half of the face is covered and in a class where you thrive off of facial expression facial cues uh, adapt to that new that this new normal oh man you're bringing up so much trauma for me right now <laughs> Uh, so, uh, first of all, I spent so much time outside in September, October. I think we even managed to scrape it out into November because we were allowed to be unmasked outside. So like big time, if I, if I could be outside, uh, and the kids wanted it too, then, then we'd be outside. So we did a lot of stuff outside and, and then it was great to see each other's faces, but, um, yeah, the irony of like, if you'd asked me, what is, what is my essential job as a drama teacher? um or or teaching improv with kids uh what's one of the one of, what's one of the core things that i'm doing i'd be like yeah I'm, I'm getting them to learn to take off the mask and now and i would have been speaking metaphorically uh but now we have like a literal mask that everybody's wearing and even after the mask mandate started to to loosen i would notice that there were kids who were like no no i get a I get a mask and it's not because they're scared about the virus they're they're scared about showing their face so yeah that was that was really difficult there were certain games that we just couldn't play there's a game called serious scene where you, you kind of score personal points for making the other person laugh but not laughing yourself or smile even and of course that that just doesn't play out with a mask forced us do to do stuff that was more physical forced us to i think in a good way um it was forcing us to be louder and more articulate because we're having to speak through a mask so that that might play out with we can hear each other better and understand each better uh, each other better i i hope and maybe our physical play was a little bit better but yeah it was that made things that made made things tough it it kind of put just like a it was a a dullness to everything it was like the the volume had been turned down and where you do a scene together and in the before times uh that was that was uh you know, would be like, oh, that scene was a was a nine out of ten, and then when it was masked, it's like, oh no, that scene that that felt like a seven. 
Yeah, that makes sense. What were you doing with your improv team at that point from what you uh, from what you remember? Kind of similar things of being able to practice, but obviously not a lot of competition or anything really going on. Yeah, so we were practicing um, uh, the Canadian Improv Games, uh, CIG, was uh, they were trying to, to keep their programming up as much as possible. So they were doing video uh, video conferencing and and again, like we were, we were outside as much as possible. Uh, and then we were, when we were forced in for, for weather, we, we were going to have to do, we we're going to have to do either. Cause again, we didn't know at the time we were either going to have to do an online uh, tournament uh, where we were in person and masked, and then we would submit, or we were going to have to do a, a tournament where we were on zoom and, and that got recorded. And in the end, we did an in-person mask tournament and our two top players uh, were in a class where there had been an exposure. So they were forced to isolate and weren't, weren't able to be part of the part of the main team. That's right. And then when you, yeah, in that school year, we kind of went, you know, back and forth kind of online and in person, what were kind of some of the resources you used again when we were, kind of going back and forth from in-person to online and kind of what worked for you at that time? Yeah, so I did start to research a lot more video, like to see if there was there was video. Honestly, I, uh, I did not, I did not worry nearly as much about content. And I think I can get away with that in that what I'm teaching is, is so uh, personal and relational. So for me, I was, I was far more making sure that our relationships were good and that the kids were good and that they were healthy, uh, as, as healthy as they could be, um, given the circumstances. Uh, yeah, I, I remember having one kid who the day before we were told we're going to be yanked back online, who was just beside himself in tears. And he's like, I cannot do it. And I, I know that he was struggling with, uh, addiction issues he was uh, struggling with uh, just a ton of stuff. And, and so like just taking him aside and being like, I got you, we're going to be able to get through this. So I was doing a lot more of, of them getting to know each other. We'd do a stupid thing. And uh, this is in the phys ed course that I was teaching with Rachel Weenie. Um, we would do this stupid thing, which was actually really great. We took an extra like half hour break. So instead of doing like a 10 minute, 15 minute break, we're like, we're going to take a half hour break, but you're going to have to go outside. So then we're like, oh, okay, they got to prove that they're going to be outside. So they're going to have to take a picture and they're going to have to post it on our uh, Edsby, the, uh, the program that we use for, um, uh, for class management, like a, for those who don't have Edsby uh, who are listening to this, it's, it's like a grade book and Facebook uh, had a, had a, a terrible baby, but um, yeah. So the, the page for that class, they would have to post pictures uh, to prove that they were outside and then we'd give them a challenge. So it was a cold day at one point. So I was like, great, you got to take a picture that uh, means cold. And, and some of the crazy kids were like, literally they went out in shorts uh, and nothing else and bare feet. And they're, they're standing taking a picture of themselves in a puddle because that's what they chose to do. Right. But then, but then they would all try to outdo themselves with the pictures and that gave them something to share. And then it was a, it was a moment where, Oh, actually we feel like we have a bit of a community here. And the, um, the cool thing was like, those are the grade nines. And then just this past year, they're now in grade 10. Like I have never had a level of, uh, love 
like just feeling love back from the kids than I do with the with our current grade 10s who are, who are now uh, going on to grade 11. Like this whole year, pretty much all of them, because they knew, okay, our relationship is good. You care. You care about us. You were able to, in the midst of uh, a complete uh, poop storm, able to still uh, give me a little bit of uh, hope and, and joy. Uh, yeah. So, so for us, it was, it was like, oh yeah, we're actually shutting down the class now after that half an hour break like not shutting down the class, we're, we're not doing curriculum um, because now all the kids want to share and it gives them something to share. Uh, so that was one positive thing that, that worked. How are you doing at this point? Because I know, yeah, as we've kind of talked about so far, you're teaching two classes that are intensely physical in terms of being in the space together, in terms of moving. And you're kind of going back and forth between confided behind a screen or uh, limited when you're in the building with what you can do and and what you're allowed to to play all those different things and uh, yourself being super sociable uh, where are you at kind of in last year's <laughs> year and uh, how are you how are you managing without really a clear insight I guess oh yeah uh, terribly terribly because uh, to add to it, on a personal note, my wife, uh, my wife is immunocompromised, so we had no idea uh, how COVID might affect her. And because I was constantly exposed to uh, hundreds of potential vectors, um, I was isolating from her. So I would, uh, I would be alone for the week. My only connect human connection was with uh, with my students and and like even colleagues. We were we were barely we were barely able to, to spend time together as colleagues. And so I was alone every night and it, it was probably, probably one of the darkest points in my life. So, yeah, like if I wanted to, I could burst into tears thinking about it right now because it was terrible. And I, uh, I went, I went to therapy, uh, in the last couple of months, which has been super helpful. And one of the insights I got actually which I wouldn't have got otherwise. I'm a youngest of three boys and they're seven and nine years older than me. So they didn't really have that much interest in my life because there was enough of a gap. And so I felt like I had to, I had to be something or do something uh, to be entertaining, to be interesting. Like I, I had to do that to be, to get by. Like uh, I was nothing if I wasn't able to somehow entertain because I was then a non-entity and then <laughs> flash forward and I became an actor. So I always get to be the center of, uh, of, of entertainment, right? Like, uh, sorry, center of, uh, center of focus. And, oh, is, isn't that convenient? And then I become a teacher and now, oh, I'm the center of focus for all these students. And, um, and so that was, that was my own, <laughs> I mean, not even narcissism. It was like, I, I don't feel like I'm anything unless, unless I have people's attention. And, and that wasn't healthy. And then co the trouble was I was super good at it. So I was always getting attention because I was getting roles acting. And uh, I was teaching and the kids were like, oh, Peters, you're, you're, you actually don't suck. And, um, and then COVID hit. And then, and then it was like super clear that uh, I was now nothing because that on zoom they're not going to be watching me they're watching their their uh media feeds 
or they're watching themselves like I was uh, like literally watching the, uh, the picture of myself and right. And so it was just super, uh, super hard. And I, yeah, I was spending more time with, I was spending more time with students also because we were put into cohorts. So it was uh, me and 15 kids in the morning and then me and 15 kids in the afternoon. I was spending more time with the kids than I was with, with my own wife. Cause I would go home. Like I would, my, my wife was up at our, our place up North. And, uh, I would, I would drive, uh, I would drive to a testing center. I would, uh, uh full disclosure lie about possibly having symptoms, uh, get tested. And then I would, uh, I would be downstairs masked and my wife would be upstairs and we would isolate until I got the, the, uh, the negative test back. And then we would hang out. So usually for, usually we'd have one night where we could actually sleep in the same bed. So then yeah, I guess to kind of wrap up that school year, we we get the pushback March break to April, and you know that probably not going to end well after that. And they say the line that we had heard a lot up into that point, we're going to do a two week March break after after now a spring break, which is now right. April, and that two weeks turns into finishing off our school year. So how do you? Yeah, I think you kind of spoke to it, but how do you wrap up that school year again without a lot of known at that time and just and really just trying to get to the end but also support kids too right yeah so fortunately uh for me i um in my in my contract i actually uh every second spring i have a sabbatical so that year with the quads i was like oh no i'll do i'll do three or four quads i know technically it's teaching a little bit more than i should be uh I should whatever quote unquote but i'm like that Again, for me, if I wasn't teaching, then uh, who am I? Because uh, I, I wouldn't be acting. I wouldn't be uh, engaged in any other stuff. So I'd be just at home and that would be nice to be with my wife, but I'd also be super uh, depressed. So, but I did have a former student who was, um, who was hired on. And so I was talking to her, with her daily, uh, Jade. Shout out to Jade Hoekstra. She is a beast uh, and amazing. Uh, so... The carrot for her was, oh yeah, you're gonna have to teach online for uh, the first little bit, but you'll get to you'll get to uh, teach in person, and it was brutal because uh, she had to end up doing the, doing the whole thing and online, and that was just like uh, grit your teeth, uh, grin and bear it, try to get some theory for the kids, try to get them having fun, but that was that was super tough. Uh, however, and actually, it was in that fourth quadmester, the entire we haven't we haven't actually talked about my. Um, uh, the show. Uh, so we have a show class uh, at, at uh, TD Christian and we always do a show. And, and um, so at the very beginning of the year, like I think of myself as I, I love puzzles and I'm always about like, okay, what's the, what's the solution? What's the, what's the possibilities? How can I maybe uh, game this out? And, and, and so I had gamed out like literally five different possibilities for the year of like us getting hooked back online, uh, of us uh, eventually being able to, you know, have a sense of normalcy about um, us being seesawed back and forth. And, and so I had all five possibilities and I cast the show, deliberately cast a show that only had four actors because I knew, well, maybe we're going to be having to make a, a, a bubble, a family bubble, because that was a thing. And, and um, so I, I, you know, deliberately class, cast a, a, a a small show and told sent this letter home with all the families uh saying here are the plans so if 
this, then this, if this, then this, if this, then this. And uh, over the year, plan one, nope, that's not going to happen. Plan two, nope, that's not going to happen. Plan three, uh-uh. Plan four, ah, uh, crap. And then finally, it was like down to the last plan, which was March break. Uh, we, we all get tested. We all isolate from our own families we all, until we get uh, negative results. And then on the Sunday, we all come together and, uh, at the school and we form a family bubble because we'll know that we're all uh, negative and we can have this can have this bubble together and then we'll do we'll be live we won't have to be masked uh and then we can do a live uh stream of our show in good faith uh for for uh audiences uh, who want to who want to turn in uh tune in and uh <laughs> so so then uh, oh no not march break it's gonna be april break okay great that's fine Again, you know, I'm on sabbatical, but what else was I going to do? So we all test. We all, we're all negative. Uh, my wife uh, has actually signed on to this insane plan. So the two of us are, are kind of the adults in the room. Uh, and then, then uh, everybody tests negative. We come to the school. We all take the masks off. There's hugs all around. Everybody's super happy. Uh, we... Uh, rehearse on the Monday we'd been rehearsing masks and it was terrible because it's like the classic thing and we rehearse uh, without masks and my wife was like oh we got a lot of work to do and I was like yeah we got a we got a whole week to to get this up and what else are we going to do we're literally alone in the school together and um and then the Monday night I got a call from William Groot our principal uh because because Rob Ford had uh, put down the edict of like we're not going back after March or April break which I'd heard. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. We're already a family unit. We're good. And, and William's like, but did you, uh, did you, did you read the fine print? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do this to me. And it was like, nope, as of Thursday, everybody has to be, uh, if, if there's any school that is currently in session, uh, by Thursday, you're done, you done. And, uh, then I had to go back to all the kids and be like, so funny story guys. And, uh, so we had two days, uh, where we could still at least hang out, which, which honestly, and the kids now are like, that was, that was a highlight of the entire time. And it was for me too. It was, it was one of the highlights of the entire pandemic is there was just this like three days grace should be like a band name. Uh, there was like three days grace of being able to be together with people who weren't your family and just hang out. And on the Wednesday night, like we stayed up all night. We did a half improv version of the play. Um, and and just had a uh, like a total blast because like it's our march break and we're together for you know these few more hours let's enjoy it sorry that was pretty rambly but it's a fun story uh, no, I, was, I i remember i remember that whole piece well um obviously taking care of a lot of the COVID stuff at school i uh, i remember the phone calls and the back and forth and that communication coming down and and all the different pieces there so i appreciate you sharing that from your perspective because i know it was um there was a lot there so well, and, and side note, I remember two girls who were in that show bubble, uh, who were our top players on the improv team. And uh, the week before the March break, or two weeks before the March break, they had been in your office inconsolable because they realized they weren't going to be able to do the, the CIG taping. And in my head, I was like, actually, I bet that CIG would allow us to do a two-person team. So then on the... Uh, on that Wednesday night before we got yanked, 
we were able to do a two-person team. They didn't have masks and we were able to be their audience. Uh, and, and they ended up coming in 11th in the country. So that was, that was a nice side note. Yeah. It's just, it's another, it's another layer of through all of this, the different things that students missed out on or, or were compromised. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Your, your program and, you know, in terms of the shows and the class, uh, and I'm, I'm going to ask you about that in a bit, but just like development and where you see things and stuff. Right. So, yeah, so we, yeah. we head into this past school year and, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to remember near the end of the year, someone said, <laughs> Hey, remember when, remember when we were offered two weeks in January online? It's like, I, I didn't even really remember that piece, but yeah, kind of take me through what you took away from this past school year. And yeah, we moved away from, you know, the, the isolation period went down uh, so that obviously freed us up more of uh, just being able to have kids back in school faster uh, the contacts all changed so you know we weren't sending home full classes it was only if uh, you were developing symptoms and then yeah. you know into the new year then masks became optional in the school so yeah I don't know just reflective on this past year and and what you took out of it and what you know as you were able to add things back in what that looked like for you yeah yeah it was a it was a slow getting back to uh some some, some sense of normalcy and 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 then and then frankly recovery i i, I lost 10 pounds uh because because now i you know i'm not eating my feelings uh or, or drinking my feelings uh yeah it was good to have uh classes again as opposed to the to the cohorts but then oddly enough like there was a thing that happened with the cohorts that we don't, we, we probably never will have again. Teachers are always talking about class sizes and, and how important it is to, to have lower class sizes. And, and frankly, like it was very helpful, the class sizes for improv and for drama. Uh, but then, yeah, having, having um, kind of some sense of normalcy with, with classes again, with four classes a day, with um, being able to, to have classes uh, mix was was better it became that thing of the kids are so done with masks and and so you have the you'd have the kids who are uh are wearing it as a chin strap the, the and i just hated the fact that that was my that was the way that i was going to be relating to kids in the hall was just really crappy that just felt terrible because it's like i get it i so get it not to mention you know we have a we have a pretty large catchment area and there was a very large uh, breadth of opinion in our in our school and and even with the staff and that to me I think is one of the potential most damaging things of COVID is uh, the way that we the already existing chasm uh, I think has 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 drifted e even further and uh, people are people are othering each other on on both of the far ends of the spectrum and that, I think that's not that's super unhealthy. Um, and that's kind of the thing that I'm most uh, most worried about. But like moving moving forward, that's the thing that I'm I'm most worried about. But uh, for for this year, yeah, we were able to we were able to have uh, in person tournament again for for Canadian Improv Games. We actually hosted, which was fantastic. Uh, seeing our school and where we are at in terms of uh, what we were able to do with extracurriculars, like we're we're far ahead of of the vast majority of schools the only school that beat us for canadian improv games is a, a art school b 
four or five times our size. Uh, C, I, I think they probably bent the rules uh, a fair amount as far as distancing and that sort of thing to, to be able to get themselves through. And, uh, you know, and that's so be it. But there's, you know, it, it was us and them as far as the only real competition, way fewer schools that even had uh, an improv team for, for this year or last. So as we, uh, as we are both in this program of, of getting our, our master's from the Institute of Christian Studies, and we talk a lot throughout of reflective practice. So that's kind right. of where I want to kind of wrap things up of. You've touched on it throughout our conversation of different ways of, you know, whether it's a highlight or something that you remember from it. But for yourself, with COVID, how has that kind of changed your teaching style where or kind of things you do in improv that you may not have ever done without COVID that you're kind of using moving forward? Uh, and what are you kind of taking away from that? Yeah, it's a super good question. And I don't know, even in the reflection that I've done, I don't know how to tease out whether it was from the MA or whether it was from COVID or whether it was a little column A, a little column B. But I'm now, I was relational before, but now I am hyper relational. And if the, um, like with the improv team this past year, I, we spent the first month not doing nearly as much improv as I would have liked to have done, but like literally sitting in a circle and making sure that we were all good with each other. Um, and like, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I, I, I definitely before the MA, I would not have, uh, I would not have taken that time, but it paid off because when it came to like our, uh, our team in the end, like there was, there was friction because there's always going to be friction with kids who are nervous and scared and about to perform and they they actually did well and they came out of it uh obviously disappointed that they got third but they as a team did not take it out on each other they were they were a team and so that felt super good and and yeah like really caring for the for my students and as a result like i've had i've had more in the last couple of years more students who have been more um, authentic, vulnerable, uh, and, and come to me with, with stuff, uh, any number of, of things that, uh, far more than it's happened in the past. And I know some of that is, is COVID, uh, because we also have more mental health issues and, and, and that sort of thing. But I think also a lot of it is, uh, my response and the, and the, um, and the connection with kids, uh, just making sure that, that we're, we're good. And I get it. Like I, you don't want to learn from somebody who you don't like to be with. Right. So, so it's like, that's so, so important. Yeah. So I, th I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing. No, that's helpful. Is there, do you have any other kind of takeaways as you, we hopefully move forward as, as you know, as we sit here in July and we already kind of start to look towards our next school year and the, and the next possibilities, but anything else that you're kind of taking away from it that you're going to move into next year? It's making me double down on uh, on the importance of the importance of uh, of drama and improv, and that it be an in person thing. Of course, the government was uh, you know, Dofo was was doing his kind of uh, saber rattling before the pandemic of like, wow, well, yeah, we're going to make sure that there's at least one one course that has to be online, and. And we, as a school, even we're talking about, oh, so what can we, what can we afford to do that, that has, that is online or has an online 
uh, component. And I'm like, no, this is no what I, what I do, what we do in drama and and in improv. It has to be, it has to be in person. That's if you take that away, you're not you're not actually doing drama anymore. You're not doing improv anymore. It's it's lost. It's lost part of its essential character. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good place to close because I've been. I have the privilege of working alongside you every day and, and seeing your energy in the way that you have adapted many times over. And uh, when we think we're going to be back and then we're, we're pulled back online and I'm obviously very thankful for this year. I mean, in my role too, of uh, specifically with athletics and being able to see kids just be able to be again and, and do so much of that specifically this spring. And you were able to put on a second show this spring and get a bunch of more kids involved as some of them. We're wrapping up. There was just so yep. much good from it. So I'm hopeful that we're moving forward on this, but also I just really appreciate you taking time to just reflect on these last few years and, you know, what you've taken out from it and what, you know, we're going to move forward with in, in terms of how it affected you and affected your classes and, and that. So I really appreciate you sitting down with me, Richard. Nice. Thanks, Colin. I'm once again thankful to be able to interview Richard, and I hope you were able to take some things away from it as well. I appreciate his honesty and vulnerability as he navigates through this and the key takeaway of doubling down on relationships and connecting with students. Thanks for listening.